Okay, so this is not a lecture on the philosophical legitimacy of a certain family of mathematical shapes. So those of you who are not math people, including myself, can breathe a sigh of relief. What I am talking about is rather a historical formula that has been used to describe the hallmarks of the Christian tradition of evangelicalism. I should point out that this is, for the most part, a formula that you find in academia. That is to say that if you were to go to your average person sitting in the pew on an evangelical church on Sunday morning and ask them, what is the evangelical quadrilateral, you're likely to see the same look on their face had you asked them to describe what the pastor's sermon was about. So this is a bit of an example of the fundamental disconnect between school theology and street theology. Even if the concept of the evangelical quadrilateral is usually reserved for academic inquiry within the ivory towers of seminaries and Bible colleges, it is still an immensely important discussion. Why? Because it seeks to articulate the true identity of evangelical Christians. Human beings self-identify all the time. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm an environmentalist. I'm a free market capitalist. I'm a Starbucks guy. I'm a Pete's Coffee guy. I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Yankee fan. And we could go on and on. Now, if someone were to ask what we mean by these proclamations, you and I should be able to give a good answer. And this is exactly what led the historian David Bevington to come up with what most students of evangelicalism actually call the Bevington Quadrilateral. It is a simple and concise formula that seeks to answer the question, what is evangelical Christianity as an identifiable faith movement and community? There is a page on the website for the National Association of Evangelicals that places front and center Bevington's answer to this question. Here is what it reads. Quote, the historian David Bebbington also provides a helpful summary of evangelical distinctives, identifying four primary characteristics of evangelicalism. Conversionism, the belief that lives need to be transformed through a born-again experience and a lifelong process of following Jesus. Activism, the expression and demonstration of the gospel on missionary and social reform efforts. Biblicism, a high regard for and obedience to the Bible as the ultimate authority. Crucicentrism, a stress on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross as making possible the redemption of humanity. These distinctives and theological convictions define us, not political, social, or cultural trends. End quote. Now please know I am a huge fan of history and historians. I've actually strongly considered at times going back to school so I could professionally teach the subject. If I could afford it, I would probably binge-watch the History Channel until family and friends would have to stage an intervention, tearfully imploring me to rejoin the world of the living. Historical understanding gives us critically important context to the present day. With that said, the problem at times with historians, or more accurately their teachings and theories, is that they tend to be stuck in the past. In the world of historical research, there is an inevitable lag time between theories and present-day reality. Kind of like my dad holding on to that vintage 1970s mustache far too long into the 1980s. A perfect example of this was a recent NPR interview with Ed Stetzer, who I want to note is, even with our likely differences in theological convictions, a leader within the evangelical community with whom I greatly respect and admire. The interview drew upon Ed's expertise in sociological research of the American evangelical community in the context of a conversation on President Donald Trump's first year in office in the immediate aftermath of the special election in Alabama. The irony is that he refers to the Bevington Quadrilateral to define who evangelicals are, but the statistics he goes on to present actually highlight how fragmented that community is, particularly along racial and ethnic lines. I've seen this time and time again. There seems to be this relentless psychological need for evangelicals to define themselves by their history 
and minimize or altogether ignore their present-day beliefs, values, and behaviors. But the theory of self, or in this case community identity, is not who we were, but who we are. So here's my proposition. The Bebbington quadrilateral is now obsolete, especially when speaking of distinctly American evangelical Christianity, particularly when narrowing the focus to white evangelicals, which demographically make up the vast majority of all American evangelicals. So what is the real quadrilateral that accurately defines the dominant characteristics of evangelical Christianity, especially here in America? Here are my four. Moralism. Enforcing their moral convictions on a few select issues, those being abortion and homosexuality. Ethnocentrism. Defending their religious freedom and instituting as the informal civic religion of the United States of America a form of Christianity that strongly reflects a dominant white culture. Authoritarianism. Demanding an absolute commitment to those in authority as long as they preserve their moralistic and ethnocentric vision of America. Consumerism. Enjoying without interruption their distinct brand of crossless consumer Christianity. These, I would argue, have become the actual distinctives and convictions that define American evangelicalism. The National Association of Evangelicals' statement that I quoted earlier is evidencing the height of wishful thinking when it declares that political, social, and cultural trends are not what unites their so-called vibrant and diverse group. The experience of the last few years should have completely obliterated this fantasy. Yet it appears that for most American evangelicals, the realm of fantasy is precisely where they want to stay.